You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Marilee, your insider's club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country, giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Marilee. Welcome, everybody, to Cracking the Rich Code Radio. I am Miss Marilee. Today, my guest is Joelle Tosita. Joelle has launched numerous online and offline ventures over the last 21 years of his business experience. He's the founder of VortexAlliance.com and his own personal coaching and mentoring community and serves on the board of SVJMMarketing.com. Did I get that right? Marketing and Royal Music. He's also a partner in Cracking the Rich Code with Jim Britt and Kevin Harrington. Kevin Harrington will be on the show as well. And Joel's been featured in numerous publications and has had the honor of meeting Prince William and Prince Harry. So, Joel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mary Lee, and thank you for having me on before Kevin Harrington. It'd be really tough following him and Jim. <laughs> so thanks for giving me that luxury. <laughs> and congrats, congratulations to you on this amazing radio show. Um, what Aww, an opportunity! You. And you're a you're you're a pioneer here with cracking the rich code. Welcome aboard. Oh, it is such an honor. I tell you, I'm loving every minute of it. I love the group. And um, anybody, you know, everybody listening, if you're an inspiring entrepreneur, definitely, definitely get together with Joelle or Jim Britt and um, join, the, join the club. It's just wonderful. It's been an amazing experience. And we have so many books to come. Is that right? Absolutely. We're actually into our third edition, Marilee. Uh It's amazing. Yeah. You know, we're talking about it, a exactly. year um, in putting this together. And uh, here we are, third edition. So, yeah, it's, it's moving along. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I, I honestly, I'm so honored that I get to have all of these entrepreneurs funneled through the show and get to know everybody and hear their story and um, just, you know, meet wonderful people and get their expertise. Just like you. Well, Marilee, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I tell you what. Um, what you've done here with Cracking the Rich Code Radio is ingenious because, you know, we're talking about hundreds of additions over the course of the next few years. Uh, we believe that we could spin out two to three additions per month, two, two to three books a month just oh because of the, the growing popularity of being an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, as you see on social media, Marilee, as you know, there's, you know, coach, uh, coaching and speaking is, is becoming, it's becoming very popular and, Everybody, so many people want to get into that realm. So the fact that mm-hmm. you have planted the flag here, your flag, <laughs> and you are interviewing all the entrepreneurs that come through, uh, that's, that's an amazing feat in itself. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I realize that. I don't take it lightly at all. And um, I just uh, – I'm amazed. Honestly, I even on our last webinar, you know, I just listened to you and Jim and what's to come and just the adventure itself. And we don't, we don't even know all the things that you guys have planned for us, <laughs> but it's like, oh, my gosh, that too? <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend to everybody, everybody. It's beautiful. Thank you. How did you guys come upon this? Well, uh, Mary Lee, about five years ago, um, I, I owned a company that was developing uh, e-commerce and marketing systems for people in the direct sales industry, and that's a niche, and that's an industry I've been involved with since I was 17. I started in the Amway business when I was a youngster, and um, you know, I, I, as time moved on, I realized technology and marketing was really my passion. So I began developing virtual and technical. Uh, picks and shovels, if you will, for people in that industry to make it easier for them to reach out and touch someone, reach out and communicate, uh, promote, et cetera, because so many people in this industry, of, in the industry of direct sales, um, they, they work, it's a, they moonlight, you know, they have a full-time job. Maybe they're a nurse or a doctor or they're, you know, they're, they're in a different profession, um, but they're trying to become better in business. And so um, that's what I've done. And so to take it back about five years ago, um, my, my company was hired to uh, develop a platform for a direct sales company that Jim Britt happened to be the CEO of at the time. 
And um, mm-hmm. we just developed a relationship over that time. And, you know, as I began to get to know Jim Britt and realize, you know, his history and just the incredible people that he's been around and that he has actually mentored nearly. I mean, it's one thing to be mentored, I know. but it's one thing to, you know, but it's one thing to work with a mentor who has mentored many, you know, many, many people, thousands of people uh, to include, Agreed. you know, Tony Robbins. So, so that's, that's how we met. And, um, you know, we just began discussing different uh, opportunities and Jim Britt being an entrepreneur himself. Um, he had, he had created a, a book series previously called, um, the Change Book Series, which is an incredible series. I believe they went 16 editions, and it was strictly for coaches and speakers. And as we began to, I began to look at that, I realized, you know, there's a world out there of entrepreneurs, and there's a world of people in the direct sales industry that really need a voice, and they want to uh, get their product out there or their vision, et cetera. And so that's how we came upon this. And uh, I said, you know, Jim, you've got a Rolodex. It's probably, you know, 10 times thicker than my Rolodex. Let's go through oh, it man. and see who could be the third amigo, you know. <laughs> and and uh, as soon as uh, Kevin Harrington's name came across, I said, "Stop right there! <laughs> oh, wow. Please, please reach out to him." And the rest is history, Merrily. Here we are, you know, Kevin Harrington, Jim Britt, and uh, and I and me. I'm the humble guy here taking notes. Trust me. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I tell you know well I. The change book. I was I was lucky enough to make that one too. So yeah, that's amazing. I have a chapter in in, in number sixteen, the last one. That that's that's amazing. And you know these books, you know Marilee, these books if they're used properly, um, they can go a long way. Uh, in fact, Jim Jim told me of um, there was a, a while back. I remember it was called the um, goodness. What was the the secret? The secret. And when the mm-hmm. secret came out, they, you know, they interviewed several people, and there was a couple of people in the secret that Jim had actually mentored, and uh, every one of them who were part of that have become gone on to be extremely successful, uh, just due mm-hmm. in part to the exposure that they got from that. So I look at cracking the rich code in that way, and I think the odds are on our side, Marilee, because we've got somebody, you know, yeah, we have Jim Britt, but we have the Pied Piper, we have Kevin Harrington who, you know, created the infomercial. He's the grandfather of the infomercial as seen on right. TV. I can't tell you how many how many of those things I've bought at Walgreens. <laughs> mm-hmm. So true. It's it's larger than life, really, when you think about it, going, really? Here he is? <laughs> when you see all sure. those products and then you realize, wow, how did you do that? And that's, you know, what, what people are looking at, at every, these co-authors going, well, how did you do it? How did you crack the code? And the you know the um, stories in these books are are in the the first book. I only have the first, but it's very humbling. You know how people started. I mean, with your story, you know it's so real, so authentic. Talking about you know how you started out and you hated school, <laughs> and I think so many people can relate to this. And it's it doesn't have to be, you know, where you end up at all. It doesn't have to dictate that. And you proven it, and and others as well. Um, um, you know, everybody's different, you know, and my, you know, I'm, I'm also on the board of Royal music, which is a, my son's company. He, um, he's a musician. He was on the X factor TV show, uh, when he was 12 and he made it to the top 40 boys. And, you know, being a part of that, I, I got to see what it's like to be, uh, amidst some of the, you know, top celebrities and people in the industry and the music industry. And the same holds true in, in what we do in, in our, in our businesses. And so this is um, really it's, – it's a way for, for you to um, – it's almost like uh, being on Shark Tank but not having to go through the audition and, and having an assurance that your message is going to be put out there in the best way possible, and you will never be embarrassed by being in this series. So I, I always tell people I love the show Shark Tank. I've personally met Mark Cuban, and I've had – you know I've, I've loved the show, but – I would personally never want to be on the show. I'd rather be in this book and promote my vision to people who want to be a part of whatever I'm doing. So, you know, you mm-hmm. don't lose out on a deal or, you know, you're not rejected. <laughs> absolutely. That is so absolutely true. And, you know, and the, the great thing about the show and you know, the radio show and speaking with all the, the co-authors is, you know, you're putting a voice and a personality to these stories. And it becomes very real. 
And, uh, you know, they always say that you have, everybody has a book in them. And this is, like you that's, said, it's such a great true. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to start that, with that's, one that's chapter. Yeah, you and, know, the uh, one chapter can be lead up to many chapters. It can be a lead up to your own your own book series, uh, you know, at some point. So I look at this as a staging uh, opportunity for, for people who want to go to another level and someday have their own book. Um, it just puts more great content out there in the universe, both on paper and on digital. And uh, you can't go wrong when you have good, great content out there. Um, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we're all about in the rich code is bringing a variety mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs, not just from one sector, but multiple sectors. I believe we have um, in one of the editions, uh, I believe it's edition two, uh, somebody who, who had the most little Caesars franchises in the United States. And so it's oh, really wow. neat to go from, to go from pizza to CBD to all kinds of different businesses that people right. uh, are successful in. That's what it's all about. Right. So for listeners, you know, they're just like, wow, what a what a cool opportunity, right? What would uh, you say would be the hurdle that people hold themselves back going, yeah, but I can't do that. I can't write. I've never written anything. You know, I don't even know if I would qualify. What would you say to them? Well, most of the people, uh, there's many best-selling books where if the person who actually dictated the book, wrote the book, it wouldn't be a best-selling book. You couldn't understand it. There'd be run-on sentences, just like my, my writing if I don't have an editor, which half the time mm-hmm. I don't use one. <laughs> but um, with, uh, you know, with, with that said, um, you don't have to be a good writer. You just have to be good at conveying your story to somebody who is a good writer. And a great mm-hmm. writer is going to take your story and, and convey it to the readers um, in such a way that they can relate. And so I, what I would recommend uh, to anybody, because everybody's got a story, it doesn't matter. You know, success is measured, is, isn't always measured in the amount of money in your bank account. Um, it's True. measured, in my opinion, it's measured by the happiness of the individual, the, that individual's Absolutely. contentment and with what they do. And when they get up every day, because, you know, we, we know merely people who have made millions and billions, and they're the most miserable people. Uh, they're not happy. Um, and it's oh, maybe due in part that they never really were passionate about what they were doing. They just happened to fall into that industry through the silver spoon or other means. So mm-hmm. um, you are successful if you and- wake up every day and you're excited and, you know, you have a roof over your head and you can, you know, survive in this world because it's not easy. We know, you know, it's things are – it's much more difficult today, and there's much more competition in anything you do today than there was 10 years ago, uh, mm-hmm. due in part to the Internet and technology. So um, surviving in today's world in business is like living in New York City. If you can make it New York City, you can make it anywhere, they say, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I really loved how you stressed that in your story, you know, about um, having that excitement, the passion. You know, that thrill of, of thinking about something. There's something that you're passionate about. And honestly, I talk to a lot of people who have no passion about anything. And I, I honestly think that it's, you know, we've come to be a society of just driven by what we're trained to do. We have to go to school. We have to get a college degree and, you know, go out and get a job. And that's what you're talking about. You know, you might get the job, you might get the position, and you might make the money, but it doesn't mean you're going to be happy. So how do you cross Well, if you don't have a purpose, happy? you can't have a passion. Well, exactly, and, and that falls in line yeah. with purpose too. You know, you have to have a purpose-driven business or, uh, you know, whatever you're doing, yes. there has to be something you're doing to, to be of service to other people. And, you know, we fall short as human beings. We're we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. That's why, you know, the words I'm sorry are used quite a bit. And and you can never overuse the word I'm sorry because some of us, you know, make more mistakes than others. And I'll be the first to raise mm-hmm. my hand on that one, Marilee. But um, mm-hmm. what I will say is that if you are passionate about what you do, then what you have to do is just follow your heart. You have to follow your heart. You can't have to. do what other people think you should do. Um, you know, people might look at you, Marilee, and say, oh, Marilee, you ought to be this or that because you're so good at this. But that may not be your passion. You know, your passion True. is may be this and other things. So you have to do that. And um, I think a lot of people 
live they live the life that somebody else thinks they should have lived, and they end up squandering most of their life, and they're unhappy. Yeah, they might you know they might have the four hundred one k, they might you know have a little retirement, but they just look back and you know a friend of mine merrily told me, he says I want to be that guy if I'm ever going to be in the nursing home, I want to be the guy that's sitting next to the other guy on the rocking chair who he's, we're sucking jello through a straw, right? And <laughs> the other guy's looking at the world and saying, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have asked that girl out. You know, I wish I would have gone on that right. vacation. I want to be the guy who's sucking the jello through the straw and saying, this is great jello. I've done all that. <laughs> you know? Right, right. That's a great analogy. You know, but to your point, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Sometimes you know, people will always be making suggestions of what you should do based on what they think is right. Okay, that's one side of the spectrum. But I have found as well that people are messengers. And what they see in you, they speak from the heart. And I feel like it's really important to be able to accept the compliment. If they're giving compliments, and you got to discern what it is. If they're telling you out of fear what you should do or if they're complimenting you, there's something there that you may not see within yourself. And you got to sit back and go, hmm, wow, they see that in me, and I really enjoy it. You, now you're on to something. You know, for people who are absolutely lost, going, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I want. People are messengers, and they you know, you're tell 100%, you. You're 100% correct there. And a lot of people, they just lack the self-confidence, self-worth. And um, sometimes it just takes somebody that you really respect to, to, for them to say to you or look at you and say, hey, you're really good at that. You gotta, and that, ha- that did happen to me at a, you know, at a young age. I, I had a, I'll never forget, Marilee, when I was um, 15, I worked at the Officers Club on Randolph Air Force Base. Um, I was a, a, a bus boy. And before I began working there, I had long hair, was a heavy metal rock and roll guy. And um, But the minute I got the job, my mom said, you got to cut the hair. I said, okay, because I wanted to make money. I always wanted to make money. That's one thing about me is my sure. growing up, my, my parents were extremely frugal, and they weren't about mm-hmm. branding brands or anything like that. And they always said, we'll pay half. You know, we'll go halfers on whatever you want. So, okay, I had the half, but how is I going to get the other half? I had to go cut grass. I had to go, you know, do all kinds of odd jobs as a young kid. But once I would come back with the half, my mom would sometimes be surprised, but she would honor her word and we'd go buy those shoes or that shirt I wanted, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. And so, but that said, when I, when I first started working, I'll never forget, I was a bus boy and I, I, was, I was always working really hard and as many hours as I could because I loved getting that paycheck. And um, one day my boss, who's an older man, Mr. Brinkman, um, he passed away uh, about 10 years ago, but he, he was, it was my first boss, and he stopped me. And I was a young kid, merely. I had a, a bow tie, white shirt, and black pants, and, you know, I'm serving <laughs> these officers and generals, and I'm serving them water and picking up their plates, and, and I was yeah. always on top of it. And he pulled me aside, and he says, uh, he says uh, young man, he goes, oh, you're, uh, you're very conscientious. I didn't know what the heck conscientious meant. Okay, Marilee. I, in fact, I was when he said that I was very uh, I was nervous, and so I, he because yeah. this guy was a man of very few compliments, and he was a man of very few words. Uh, in fact, if mm-hmm. we'd always be looking at him, he'd be looking from his office, and you know you never wanted to be slow walking around him. You wanted to be moving. So when I got home, I asked my dad, you know, what does that mean? And he said it was a good thing, and so that always stuck in my mind all the way from the age of 15 was keep being conscientious, keep thinking yeah. um, beyond what people are thinking. And mm-hmm. which means sometimes you have to think for other people, you know, um, you, you do it. I do it. You know, as an entrepreneur, you have to have a 360 view of everything as much as possible, because if mm-hmm. you don't, you miss opportunities. And if you don't, you also can have your competition come behind you without seeing them. And, you know, you can be left behind. So, there's all kinds of reasons for that, but that that's that I would share that point. story because, you know, just no, from a, from an acorn, here you know here we are, and, and we're always growing. You know, there's never, you know, I've, I'm it, very little impresses me. I, I I know people who've made a, a lot of money, had huge success, they've lost it, 
and some of them they lost it and they just withered away. But the, the others who lost it, they come back stronger. And uh, that's my hope because merely I'll be the first. I, you know, I'm very straightforward about things. I've made it and lost it, made it and lost it many times. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so um, we're, we're ready but to make it again. But you know how to do it. You know how to pick sure. yourself up. Yeah, and that's the, sure. um, you know, the confidence we have in ourselves. It's like once you learn to fly, you know, I could talk about your own wings, right? <clears throat> you may lose it for a moment. But if you've depended on yourself and not others, you know you can do it again. I can recreate that's it. Absolutely, do better. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred percent. And you know, I got to give an example. My uh, girlfriend of almost four years. You know, she's been through a whole lot. And just about three months ago, she got accepted to Pepperdine University. And I mean, mm-hmm. at the, in the in the forties, you know, in the ages of forties, and um, she'll be going to school with a lot of millennials, but fact is, you know, learning to fly. It's like you just said. She wrote an art. She actually mm-hmm. wrote her article to them, and she used Tom Petty's song as a as a marker for that. And it's so true, Marilee. If you once you've learned to fly, you can fly so many different places, and you can also right. be wiser about where you fly, because you're not going to fly in a hurricane, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm I'm. Uh thinking on I'm still on your story about being conscientious it's such an important word and it really needs to be stressed because so often we get caught up in um, the daily demands of what everybody needs without being able to pull back and see a bigger picture as to how this is going to affect me or others in the long run so when you're talking about, you know, your parents and your, your mom honoring her word, that's so important for a child to know that his parents will honor their word. Because now as an adult and being successful, you can look back on your parents and say that, right? They were honorable. And this man said I was conscientious. It's like these are the building blocks of who you are today. We And as right. a parent, it's Oh my gosh, it's such a greatest, the greatest gift is to be a parent and, and um, be the steward for this child and know that this child is going to be an adult and they will be talking about you. You're the parent that That's they're right. talking about. So what are you doing? Well, an you have to drive, conscientious. You know, <laughs> conscientious. Hmm? And, you know, those words, they go a long way because. One of the things I've noticed today with a lot of people who raise kids, and, and I'm, by, I'm definitely not the greatest parent in the world. I've got a 19-year-old son. I've got a 22-year-old daughter. Uh, both of them are pursuing their passions. My daughter is in dancing. She's, uh, she actually auditioned for Disney, and she's danced ever since she was three, you know, tap and jazz and all that. And nice. she is extremely passionate about what she does. She, she might not make a lot of money doing what she does and training it, but she's, she's working towards owning her own studio someday. So that, that excites me. And then my son being nice. in music, he's, he's been in music since he was you know, nine, and now he's recording in L.A. and doing a lot of great things. But um, what, I, what I will say is that, you know, I've actually created a, a, an entitlement issue with my kids in the past. And I think a lot of us, a lot of people have done that nowadays and given their kids everything uh, without any expectation. So I figured what I started doing as my kids got older, I started doing the half thing, too. And uh, it works sometimes, Marilee, but my son is a, is a negotiator. He'll come back and Usually he'll get a he'll get he'll he'll get three fourths and just put a fourth in. <laughs> it works. Right. But, right. Um, <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, you know, his time is coming. Like every every person out there, you know, you're going to go through these stages of life that we've all been through. You know, even if you are an entitled um, kid, a millennial, typical, you realize when you start working on your own and well geez that's a little tough you know it's tough to to make a dollar to make enough of my paycheck and you know nobody else thinks I'm entitled even if my parents think I am I'm not I'm not entitled nobody believes that and it's you got to work for it and I I feel yeah as parents you know even if we blame ourselves saying yeah my kids are a little entitled at the end of the day you need to know they need to know they were loved because the right. world is going to teach them that they're not entitled. <laughs> that you, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm going to take that one and put that in my pocket because you're absolutely right. Love rules 
over everything. And I, I read your posts. I see yeah. your posts a lot. And you, you say mm-hmm. that quite a bit. And, and now I understand what you mean just by hearing you say it uh, rather than mm-hmm. reading it. It's true. You know, when somebody knows, when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the person you're with or the person, you know, that your parents are there, that they love you, that creates a virtual safety net that allows yes. you to walk that tightrope across the, the, the towers and, you know, you don't have to look down that's because true. you know that there's a support network there. Um, and that's, yep. you know, that's, that's absolutely true. So I, you know, I try to show my kids as much as possible that I love them, but it doesn't always have to be just giving them something. Sometimes it's just oh, no. out of the blue, giving them a compliment and telling them, I'm so proud mm-hmm. of you. I'm so proud to be your father, right. et cetera, you know. And, and, and mm-hmm. a lot of times in a private way, you know, so many people want to advertise or advertise their love, um, you know, on, on a social media platform when what's really happening behind the scenes is there's really no love there. So I, I right. prefer to make that private call or to be private about a lot of things that I do, because mm-hmm. if I'm putting them out there for everybody, then I feel like, okay, I, I don't want to fall into that category of, oh, here's this exactly. guy trying to look like he has the perfect life because you know what, mm-hmm. if I'm, ever, I'm a mentor to a few people and, you know, they need to know the, the good, bad, and ugly. They need to know that electricity is shut off if you don't pay the bill. They need to know that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to eat at Morton's if you don't, you know, if you don't have. Well, the way I see Yo. it is if you're going to be a true mentor, you've got to be a role model. You Correct. can't be just somebody on the soapbox, you know, telling telling somebody or telling people what to do, and you don't do any of it. You don't walk your talk. You have That's to be true. a role model first. You have to figure it out first. Be the expert. And, you know, it. you can't be embarrassed to, to be a failure in, in, in a certain project or something, you know. Um, oh, sure. You know, so many people uh, stay married for, for 10, 20, 30 years because of what other people think or what their families think when – that's Truly, right. they would be better off as friends, and they would have a much yep. happier life because they just didn't take the time to really, um, you know, explore and, and look inward to what they really want in life. They just sort of jump at the mm-hmm. first thing, and uh, here, you know, there they are. So you have to be willing to, you know, to to not be embarrassed or you know be ashamed uh, to, to, to change something in your life, to go a different direction. You oh, know? True. How many people, Marilee, have you seen on these shows, uh, where they do these makeover shows and it's somebody who's very plain Jane. And then all of a sudden they, you know, they do a new hairstyle right. or they do something <laughs> and they become a completely different person. And, you know, if they were to just step away from all the people they know and didn't communicate with anybody they know, and they became this new person with this new look, new confidence, which by the way, I mean, Changing the way you look can, can in fact, increase your confidence, but the, the yeah. challenge becomes the people that you have surrounded yourself with, they'll pull you back to life. They'll come back and say, no, no, no you really look like this. Yeah. This is you. Oh, come so on. True. You know? So, yeah. so you make a new yeah. series of friends, and, and all of a sudden you're a new person. So I know people who've made themselves over physically, mentally, all these different ways in their late years. And now they've, they've forgotten oh, yeah. their past. They don't, they don't know the people from behind because they just don't uh, associate with them anymore. They can't relate to them That's anymore. That's exactly right. If those people are not going to support who you want to become, you have to have the courage to let go. And to your point about the marriage, you know, that is so true. And unfortunately what happens is it becomes about the money because, you know, you, you're, it starts with love, so-called love, and then you build a life together and this life becomes a castle, let's say, and it's too much to let go of it all, you know, to let go, to divide, and to become somebody of nothing, broken. It's too scary. <laughs> to become, a, to become a, 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 a marital statistic, right? All of a right, sudden, right. You're, you're holding back, you're holding back, and then boom, you're part of the, the mix, and you know, I went through that myself, and I'm not embarrassed to say it's something I've ne- I don't really publish on my wall or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I do feel it's valuable to people, you know, that they've got to understand that, you know, for me, I was married um, almost 20 years. And, you know, we went through a long divorce, and, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't easy. And, but then again, I know a lot of people who have been married for 20 years, and they go through a quick divorce, and it's done. And there's not much mm-hmm. damage. But 
those types of things will definitely change your life, transform who you are at some point, and they really reveal who you are um, because oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a big storm. So, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, I look at it this way. You've got one life. This is it. I mean, we've, we're here, and why not make the best of it? That's why when I have an opportunity to shake the hand of, of Prince Harry or Prince William when I wasn't supposed That's to, right. but I sort of made it happen, <laughs> or yeah. I can get into the Super Bowl because they thought the weather was going to be bad, and I, I got lucky and bought two tickets and got in, or I can ride a bike from Paris to London supporting uh, wounded warriors with other, you know, with, with uh, the troops and yeah. things like that. I do as many of those things as I can because, you know, who knows? Someday all we'll have is our memories. All we'll have is the experiences that we had. And I want to be That's able to beautiful. sit there, close my eyes, and think about all those things that I did and that the people that I met and to be able to have that kind of life. And if you do that, you'll never be lonely ever because right. you've got, you know, right. you have it within you. So true. It's such, such a great lesson, you know, because the flip side is, you know, sitting on the porch going, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have. Why didn't I do that? What was I afraid of? You know, fear, it, it's, well, it's so crippling and non-existent. It's, and, you know, it's timeless. See, what you're doing now, you're, you're, getting, uh, you're interviewing various entrepreneurs, and you're going to have an unlimited list because every time a new co-author comes on board, you're going to be interviewing them and you know, these things are timeless, and the beauty mm-hmm. of it is, I mean, you're creating this timeless value uh, for, for people, for future entrepreneurs, current and future entrepreneurs. So my hat's mm-hmm. off to you, Marilee. I mean, look, we don't make the big bucks sometimes doing these things in the beginning, but it's like my, my, one of my mentors said. He says, in the beginning, you do a lot for very little, and in the end, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll do very little for a lot. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we definitely, Jim and mm-hmm. Kevin and I are just so thrilled that you, you know, that you agreed to, to do this radio Aww. series and um, our hats off to you, our support there for you. <laughs> mm. No, I believe in all of you. And I, I know it's my honor. Believe me. I, I don't take it lightly at all. I love the fact that I get, I'm the one, like you said, you're going to do a little bit, I mean, you're going to do stuff for nothing, right? It's like, I, I don't care. I don't care. This is where passion comes in. It's like, this is where my love of people come in. This is where I get to connect, you know, just these wonderful um, experiences. Cause that's what we are. We, we're all an individual and experience. So I'm connecting that to those who, who want to so bad want to break out of the mundane of the of the box of their thinking and they need people like you and Jim and all of our co-authors to come on and say you can do this I was just like you I I was afraid and I went through the divorce and I went through the loss of business and you know I or maybe it was health whatever it is you can get through it and be that person that you want to be just kind of make a decision Stop just living in fear and make a decision. There's nothing to be afraid of. Yep, there's no – everybody, you know, everybody has to get up in the morning. Everybody has sleep in their eye when they wake up. Um, everybody has uh, – if they don't have any hair, they have a bad hair morning or good hair. Everybody has bad hair days. So, you know, the way I look at it is there's nobody – nobody's perfect. You know, the day that Steve mm-hmm. Jobs passed away, at the minute he died, Somebody who perhaps lived under a bridge, uh, who was very, you know, struggling, they died at the same time. And you know what? At that point, those two people have both, they're gone, you know? And so their Mm -hmm. achievements are great, but, you know, in the end, I mean, we were all trying to build our own legacy. So, you know, we respect the legacy of people who passed away and we can learn from them. But even those people, you know, the Steve Jobs, they weren't perfect, obviously, (laughs) you know? But right. um, we idolize them, and uh, there's so many people that you know are going to pass away that we never knew their story, and that's why I believe that the True. this book series is so important because it gives you the opportunity to put it out there. I'll, I'll share one quick story with you. Way back when I was 24 years old, I was in a company, a, a direct sales company, and I was starting to break through, doing some big things, and um, one of my mentors, uh, Dale Maloney, rest in peace. He uh, he was an elderly gentleman. He had, he had survived polio, and he, he wrote a book called I Could Have Quit. I think it was I Could Have Quit $10 Million Ago or something. And um, 
he offered me a chapter in that book, and he wanted me to put you know my story in there, and I was always too busy. I was just, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it, Dale. I'll get to it. And before I knew it, I missed the deadline, and the book was published, mm. and I have a copy of the book. But the problem is I'm not in the book. I could have been in that book. Right. And it wasn't so much for an ego type of thing, but that book, being part of that book, you know, would have meant a whole lot. And probably to Dale, but into to me and into what I do. And so um, I always, you know, with this book, you just don't want to pass up that opportunity because, you know, I, I believe that this book is going to evolve into so much more. We're talking about our first event in October, Merrily. I'm sure you'll be a, a speaker there. And, you know, mm. gathering entrepreneurs and, and having Kevin Harrington come in. And then who does Kevin Harrington know? He knows the other sharks. He knows right. so many people in the business world. So I'm excited to be a part of that movement, that community, oh, yeah. and um, well, that's what we have here. So, tell so your you know, story. to your point, you're right, exactly. And to your point, what you're saying, you know, with your story about the book is, is you have to say yes, say yes, say yes, and keep your commitment. It's like just jump. If you would have said yes to that book, you know, you know what it reminds me of? Bitcoin. I remember when Bitcoin first came out and a friend came to me and he says, Merrily, we're not going to miss out on this one. And it was $200 at the time. And at that time I was going through my divorce. I had all kinds of things going on and I had every intention, but I just didn't make time and I didn't commit. I didn't say yes. It was kind of like, okay, I understand. You know, I, I understand it's, it's in queue type thing. And I missed out right. on that $200. Right. And we, you know, as a successful entrepreneur, I think that everyone would agree that one of the best lessons is to say yes, jump, and keep that commitment. Watch what happens. Absolutely. Follow through. <laughs> you know, follow through. And I'd really yeah. like to give a shout out, if you don't mind, merely to some very special people who along the way have been part of this journey. Um, you know, and I, I just have to say that um, – you know, my dear friend, David Volpe, he is uh, he's a partner in some ventures we've started. Um, people like that, they make you better. They they know things you don't know. You know, he comes from the financial world. I, I'm not from the financial mm-hmm. world. I'm a marketer. Um, and then, you know, yeah. Andre Johnson, he's been a very close friend. And, you know, so you have another thing about success is just moving with the right pack, moving with the right crew. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you see so many bands that there are bands that have stayed the course for years. I mean, who the Rolling Stones? They're still on tour. I mean, you know, some of these guys mm-hmm. are still touring together because they have a very tight knit group and they're very they got a common vision. And uh, so that's a word of advice I would give to people: is you cannot do, you cannot be successful on your own. Nobody is completely self-made. We may say that, but in all reality. Uh, we are a collection of our experiences and opportunities and uh, moments that we've taken in time where we made the right decision uh, where it could have gone another way. How many times have you been successful at something, but then you look back and you say, if I didn't attend that event or if I did not do this, I wouldn't have been here. You know, same goes here. If I would not have been part of, you know, the company that Jim Britt was CEO of, if I would have said, okay, um, things were challenging there. I'm moving on. You know, I wouldn't be here talking to you, and, and you know, and this wouldn't be, it wouldn't be going where it's going. And so it goes for mm-hmm. everybody. We all came together for a purpose. So um, yeah, I'm excited, and uh, um, I, you I know, I, I, I have to say to this point, this, this is wonderful too. I, I love what you said because no, nobody does it alone. You've got to align with the right pack. You know, whatever your industry is, wherever your heart takes you, you have to align. But let's just say, let me give you an example. When you say that nobody is self-made, we kind of are. And I would say because if I, my dream was to be an actress. And, you know, every day I'm just like trying to get into the crowd, like, you know, to Hollywood scene and be with celebrities and, you know, rub, rub elbows with these people. I may land a part. But if I don't know how to act, because I never even gave any, you know, any attention to that. I'm not going to get anywhere. So you have to your, have to polish <laughs> your craft. You have to have, dis- you have, to right? have discipline. You're right. You, you have to have self-discipline. Yeah. And you have to be a student of your business. You know, like I said, I, I didn't like school. 
But the fact is, you have to like being schooled, being schooled, if you want to be successful yes. in anything. Because yes. I guarantee right. you, there's there's people who say, I never went to college. I didn't go to college. I barely I went to college for like one semester, and I took a weightlifting mm-hmm. class. And all my all my <laughs> courses were pre were pre this, pre that. And I was like, okay, by the time I get to the real algebra or the real math, any of that, it's gonna I'm gonna be like right. 35 years old. So. I figured out early on that school wasn't for me, <laughs> but mm-hmm. God bless my right. teacher, uh, Miss Schultz, for teaching me typing. Another plug for, for, for her. But um, but yeah, you you know you're right. It it but it does take you know you have to have the self discipline, um, but at the same time you have to be willing to be schooled, and to learn because yeah. there are a lot of people in Los Angeles. There are a lot of waiters, waitresses, people washing cars who are more talented than some of the people we see on the silver screen. And they're in, in Los mm. Angeles. They're not there because they want to wash cars or wait tables, which is not a bad, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. They're there because they want to be an actor or a musician, but they just don't have the, they're, they're not in the right crowd or they don't have the right communication right. skills to get it across. So yep. there's so much more to, to, than talent because talent without personality is, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty bland. Um, oh, true. You know, think, yep. think about your most famous person out there, um, you know, the Kanye West or the others, you know, whether we like them or not, or you like their music or not, they're characters. They're, they, they communicate their, what they do to the world and the way they do, and they build massive followings. It's no different in what we do to try to build our own businesses. We have to decide right. that we want to be sort of the outcast, Do we want to be the, the rebel. Or, you know, how do we want to get that message out there? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. So for all these, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs, we just have to keep that in mind that whatever our heart is, if I, if I want to be a painter, I just don't see how I'm going to make any money being a painter, an artist. You know, everybody's a starving artist. And I have to get real. Right. No, no, no. Right. Just keep doing it. Keep at it. Uh, keep educating yourself on how to get better at it. The universe will work with you and align people to help you get to where you want to be. Would you agree? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, Marilee, it, and you know, as as I get older, I'm 47, and I'm still hanging on to 18 as much as I can. My kids tell me that mm-hmm. I, you know, I've never grown up. And uh, in the words of Jimmy Buffett, one of my favorite musicians, or I guess I should say poets. You know, I'm growing older, but not up. That's me. <laughs> but as I as I've gotten as I've gotten older, I've began to, you know, I've, I've things become clearer. You know, they say that a man when he hits his like 45 and 50, that you know that's their years of earning. You know, that's when they do the best in business. Well, um, yeah. I was hoping to hit that time earlier, but the fact is, you know, today as opposed to five years ago or ten years ago. I can identify opportunities much better now, um, and I can see through a lot of things that are not opportunities. And so my instincts have become so much better, um, you know, whereas, like, women, women, their instincts are great, I think, when they're, like, 15. <laughs> you guys, you, women should world, rule the world because you all have more insight and more intuition than, than us dummies sometimes, you know. But, um, here, you know, here we are, and um, – so that's something I, I want to say to people, too, is, look, you know, through, through the experience of being an entrepreneur and, you know, being a good study and, and working at your trade and doing what you do, um, you have to realize that, you know, you're putting in your hours, you're making deposits. Uh, they're not always mm-hmm. financial deposits, but you're going to get to a point where, you know, you're going to feel more comfortable in your own entrepreneurial skin. And when you feel more comfortable, it's like a musician First time they went out on stage, they were probably a little bit nervous. But once they got that, you know, once they got that approval that what they were doing was on the right track with whatever audience they were promoting to or singing to, they just became better mm-hmm. and better. And that's the case right. here with being an entrepreneur. Um, you're going, mm-hmm. you're going to find what you, your purpose was, and you're going, and then, then all you have to do is just get crazy about it. I mean, stay up till four sure. in the morning, uh, work at it, and. Don't look at a time clock. Just go at it. Right. You know, I love your point about, you know, um, bringing up age. 
you know, you're just, I think you don't start to really make money until you're mid forties and getting, you know, your finances together. We are trained as, as young adults, you know, you're just going to graduate high school and now it's like you're 18, go fly, you know, be who you're supposed to be, figure it out, make some money. And I think we really need to understand that at that time, 18 till, oh gosh, at least 30, you're in your infancy of adulthood. You don't know what the heck you're doing. And it's okay not to know what you're doing. (laughs) You're right. So, you know, you're starting over again, and that's why it takes so long, you know, until you're finally, you know, 40, 45 going, okay, wait a minute. I'm starting to get the hang of this. You know, this is all about me. I don't need to follow the world. This is about me and my life. What am I doing? It takes that long. And imagine if we could get, you know, our young adults to understand you're okay. It's okay. I'm As your parent, I'm still going to be here for you to help you learn how to be an adult now. Because I've been raising you from a child, but really when you're 18, that kid looks around going, oh, my God, I don't know who I am. I don't know. <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> it does. It so don't, does. It, yeah, don't feel bad about it. It's okay. You know, don't measure yeah. your success by other people's success. And, you know, don't be a hater, you know. I know when I was younger, yeah. I had a had an ego problem, you know, and that got fixed really quick. Trust me, when you when you lose it and you realize, okay, <laughs> you know what, <laughs> I'm not perfect. Right. Um, you know, that's that's when things start to open up for you. And I've learned to become more receptive to to people, and you know, and just set aside my my you know the things that I'm so stubborn about. Um, be open to learning, even at the tender age of 47. So. Um, I'm learning all the time. I'm learning from you. I'm learning from Jim, from Kevin, from the co-authors, all the co-authors. So that's what it's oh, all yeah. about, merely in a nutshell. This community is is that community that we've talked about. These are all people with a common, you know, common purpose. They they all are on track to to be the best they can in whatever they do, and and do the best for people that they can in their respective mm-hmm. businesses. So we have that common right. commonality, and, and I really encourage all the co-authors to network with each other. Um, you know, so many people here are just incredible. Uh, yourself, I mean, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, you, you want to, you need to be coached. You want to be coached. You've got to be coached by Marilee. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. Seriously, Joelle, this is this conversation is so wonderful. I think for the listeners out there um, to understand that. I think the, the biggest message here that I'm getting is we're all in this together. Don't be so hard on yourself. Learn to say yes. Don't feel bad that, you know, you're, if you're not part of the rich code at this moment or you don't have the contacts that you need, you can get there. Just start to say yes. Start to um, really look at yourself in the mirror and go, okay, who am I and what do I love to do? I need to align with those people and create your own world. That's what we've all done. And now we're coming together and we share our experience and just loving on each other. That's what we're doing. And you're sharing your expertise. Yeah. And um, everybody that comes on here, you're just just talking, just sharing. What did you do? What did you do with your life? And appreciating it. I love that. That's what's so great about this community. It's it's literally just saying, you know what? I went through that too. I had those hard times too. But this is where I am and these people are phenomenal. And honestly, because each one of these co authors, you and I speaking, it's because you had the the wherewithal to start loving on yourself, going, I gotta do me. <laughs> You know, I know people who go and get, you know, they do plastic surgeries, they get hair implants, they do all kinds of stuff. And, and I'm, look, I'm, I'm a believer in that stuff. I think, hey, as long as we're here, whatever makes you feel great, do it. You know, if you can afford it, mm-hmm. do it. Well, mm-hmm. I say the same thing here. You know, if you're going to go get a gym membership or whatever you're going to do, but this for your business is that is that makeup, makeover. This is that uh, – the closest thing to silver bullet, in my opinion, for getting your, your word out there, um, your message mm-hmm. out there, you know, with, with the history of Kevin Harrington and Jim Britt behind you, it's, it's invaluable. Because oh, wow. I do – it is going to get to a point where, um, you know, there's just 
it's going to become more and more selective because the demand to be part of this is increasing every day. I mean, we have, mm-hmm. we just hired a marketing agency. Uh, we built the mock-ups of everything over the past uh, nine months. Uh, it took about three months to kind of, t- we talked and then we started building a prototype and you were part of the initial prototype, Merrily. You were one of the first co-authors who came on board. And so through yeah. that experience, um, you know, we built something and, now we've taken that, we've handed it over to a professional marketing agency who have the resources, the staff, et cetera, and they're running with this. So you'll soon, you'll see uh, Risk Code Club all over LinkedIn, Facebook, all over the major social medias because uh, we, we have a very uh, orchestrated uh, effort to bring awareness to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. How fun. And, I, you know, honestly, I, I can't uh, think that there's anything else out there like this. Nothing. There's, there that is I, not that, because that I, there is, there is yeah. no other Kevin Harrington and there is no other Jim Britt and there is no other Marilee. No. Marilee. And, <laughs> and there's no other Joelle and not at all. That's what I'm saying. It just, uh, you know, if I, if I were on the outside, I would be listening thinking, I need to be there. I want to be a part of that club. Uh, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, what is it? Uh, it's what, what's it today? I forget the day sometimes. <laughs> I need That's another you, thing that third, happens. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are in the third, of, you know, the day before the fourth of July, and we're doing this. You know, while other people are running around to Costco and picking up steaks and stuff like that, True. we're doing a show here for the benefit of people out there who are not a part of this, and for the people mm-hmm. who are a part of this to reinforce mm-hmm. to them what they have in their hands here. And, you know, I could, you could give somebody, you could give two people a million dollars and say, okay, run with it. And in six months, one of those people is going to squander it. And in six months, the other person is going to have 5 million. How, why is that? Right. Well, (laughs) so. Why is that? Answer. I want to know, why is that? What do we do? Well, well, it comes down to experiences in life and, you know, what we've been taught. You know, I'll be the first to say, I'll be the first to say, and there's many, I'm not famous by no means, but there are a lot of famous people we've heard about who made millions and billions and they spend it. They, they, they're they not good managers of money. Right. Well, yeah. I've never been a good manager of money, <laughs> ever. Uh-huh. Okay. I've, uh-huh. You know, so what you do when you're not that is you you partner up with people who are. And they keep you in check and they make sure that things are, you know, things go in the way that they should go and that they can stretch Mm -hmm. further than than you could make them stretch. So that's uh, something that I've learned over the years is to align myself with people who are better at investing than I am, better, you know, at writing than I am, and then form a team. And before long, you know, there's enough to go around because that pie can be really big. You know, one pie for one person, Mm -hmm. you can't eat the whole thing. But that's right. You you make a pie where everybody's eating. It's everybody's happy. That's right. That's exactly right. And so to you know, if I understand correctly, typically if you have that big pie, all this money, but you are just a spender. You just want things, flash, you know, an experience. That's that's fine, but that's when you lose it. One thing that we need to keep in mind throughout our whole time here is that we're operating here for the greater good. If you keep that in mind going, how can I contribute to the greater good by being the best version of myself, it it really isn't about chasing the money. It's about becoming bigger than what you are at that moment, and then it benefits everybody. And the money just follows. And then you share. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's what love is. That's truly what love is because that's loving yourself, making the best that you can out of yourself, best person to be conscientious, to, you know, be uh, generous in your giving, to be aware of what other people need and help, you know, just help. And if you can't help, you've got to start polishing yourself going, all right, I'm, I'm really no good to anybody. I don't have any skill. You got to look at yourself and go, I got to get some skills. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what right. Napoleon and Dynamite said, you know. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? What, what, tell me again. No, that movie. Well, no, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. You know, in the show, he says, you know, I need some skills. You know, 
yes. <laughs> computer hacking skills, uh, numpack yes. skills. But it's true, you know. Everybody wants to know what your skills are. When you think about it, you go to a barbecue on the 4th of July and you meet people you've never met before. The first thing they want to know is what do you do? What they're really saying is what's your skills? <laughs> you know? Right. What are your skills? Uh-huh. So, you, you know, so, you know that yeah. is so true. <laughs> I need to get better at that because, you know, when people say, well, what do you do? I, I just simply say I teach people how to love. But they just kind of look at me like, yeah, right. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. Good luck with that. <laughs> but it's so much, it's so much deeper. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It takes well, it's for skill. the people who can. It's for the people who can see deeper. See, the people who are yeah. just that all they see is the surface. They'll never accept or understand that, and that they're really not qualified right. for that level of of, of knowledge. Um, they mm-hmm. haven't been through something in their life where they really understood the value of love, you know, where they yeah. lost love. And, they, right. you know, so that's, you know, that just goes or back how, to being appreciative of the things you do in life. And as you get older, you start to appreciate those things more. So you don't take them mm-hmm. for granted, you know, and you, you need to put your right. ego aside. And sometimes you have to just think about the other person a little bit more than yourself to because they might be going through something and they need your help at that time. But once they get through that, guess what? That person, if they mm-hmm. truly love you, they're going to, they're going to be there for you too. That's right. That's right. And, you know, you've mentioned that a couple of times about your ego. And I think that's another like um, buzzword that can go in, in one ear and out the other. And it's like, okay, so what does the ego look like? The ego looks like judgment, you know, um, you're not all that. You know, you, you're not that great at what you do. Oh, somebody else does that better than you. You're always judging what other people are doing and then not realizing, well, wait a minute. Can you do that? Even poorly? Can That's you right. do that? Will you do that? Yeah. Do you have the courage to get up and do what they're doing? If the answer is no, it's like, well, guess what? You're judging, and that, that's your ego. That's and right. It, yeah, you're failing to love you by actually gaining some skill so that when you see that person doing a fabulous job, you're going to be like, wow, I really appreciate I don't know how they did that, but I appreciate what they do. I know how hard that is. That's when you start loving other people and your, your walls start coming down and you realize I got to appreciate more people more often because I'm not doing what they're doing. That's how you break through. (laughs) <laughs> Joel. <laughs> well sorry I, I, had, I had myself muted out there no you're absolutely oh. right uh, Marilee I mean nobody nobody speaks it better than you and you know what I admire about you is you put it out there you know you're out on social media you say you say those things that some people you know that they, maybe they're not accepting of or they don't understand but you you're willing to put it out there and that's because mm-hmm. you're passionate about what you do you believe in what you do and you know what? It's not about uh, quantity. It's about quality. And our goal mm-hmm. here with the Cracking the Rich Code is to attract people like yourself, people, uh, just the best people that have, you know, that are really about helping each other uh, in this community. Because, you know, when you think right. about it, with all of the people we have in this community uh, from all walks of life, if we were to look at, let's, let's just say two editions, that's 40 people. Those 40 mm-hmm. people to get where they got, in their life, in their business, uh, to be successful, I guarantee mm-hmm. that 40 multiplies by probably 100. So now you're talking 4,000 people that right. you have a, a connection to through that network because if I need something and I've got a good relationship with Mary Lee and I've, you know, I'm, I'm helping her and she's helping me and all of a sudden I have a need and Mary Lee says, oh, I'm good friends with this person who does this. And right. boom, boom, boom. Now you're, you're, you're really solidifying the decisions that you made, because a lot of the decisions that we make that are that are detrimental to our business, a lot of times are when we're out searching for somebody to do something for us or a service we need, and it falls short. And before long, it's like going to a casino. And I'm not one that really, I don't gamble a right. lot, but you know, you're gonna the odds are you're gonna lose. So the odds right. are. If you're out seeking things w- w- outside of a network of people who you trust, who've, who've experienced it through somebody, much like Andrew, who's come on board with Cracking the Rich Code, 
you know, and his team, that's a, that's a relationship that goes back over 10 years with Jim Britt. So we can all go to sleep at night knowing, okay, this guy's got a track record, you know, and he's worked with Jim yeah. for many years. And so oh. same holds true with anything. Well, I hate do. to cut you off. We are running out of time. We I made it. So appreciate we made it. You made it. I so appreciate you coming on everybody out there. Go to amazon.com to get your copy of cracking of the rich code or merrily at Britventure.com. Thank you, Mary Lee. Wait a minute.